the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by City Mission of Washington, Pennsylvania. Hello and welcome to Bisburg. I'm your host, John Hall. Today we're happy to welcome back to the show Dean Gartland, who is the president and the CEO of the City Mission in Washington, Pennsylvania. Dean, friend, welcome back. How are you? Oh, good, John. It's good to be back. Yeah, good. Really good. <laughs> Dean, I, I think the world has, uh, has changed a little bit since the last time we talked. Uh, we are entering into what I, I would uh, hopefully call a post-COVID uh, era. And uh, the good news is that City Mission throughout the uh, 13, 14 months or so has really met the ch- challenges well of the uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. You've survived and you really survived in, in a way that you've prospered because many of your residents uh, have come through this easily. The programs continue. So all things considered from where you're sitting, uh, things are very good, are they not? Yeah, they're much, uh, obviously, much better than I ever thought they would be. Um, because when we this whole thing started back in, you know, last year in, in February, then into March, when we had to, you know, close our stores and and uh, you know, shut down our campus and uh, everything that was taking place then. So it was it was very looking very very bleak. Uh, for uh, several months there, but as we got into, um, you know, the uh, holiday season and, you know, things started looking up a little bit. However, we did um, end up with uh, having to deal with some COVID on our campus here with some of our residents and staff who, uh, you know, uh, were infected. And so we we really, and it really wasn't, didn't really spread here because we had already uh, put in place a plan uh, to mitigate it as much as possible, and so it never really had a breakout on our campus. Everything was contained really well. Um, I'm very proud of our staff on how they handled this, and uh, which is another issue. Obviously, was that our staff uh, never missed a never missed a beat. They were here every day, uh, got up, come into work, uh, despite some of the challenges and risk uh, that was uh, involved with that. But they. Uh, they really did step up to the plate and and came in every day, and so we were able to really weather uh, that little cluster of COVID back in the, the fall and um, and early in this year. And uh, but since then, it's been uh, it's been working out really well. Uh, we our clients, the majority of our clients have been vaccinated. Um, majority of our staff has been vaccinated. We're really at a at a place where we think that we can really begin to open things up. Uh, much more broadly now. Wonderful. Okay, so let's talk about that because, you know, the city mission, as we've talked about uh, many times in the past, you're not necessarily just what you would consider, and I'll put quotes around this, a a homeless shelter. You do so much involvement with the community in Washington, Pennsylvania. And of course, always at the center is Jesus and how you look at Jesus and how Jesus is working in the lives of not only men, women, children, homeless people, and veterans, it's really sort of prescriptive for the entire community. So it's not just one focus. It's a very wide-ranging focus, is it not? 
It is, and that's uh, that's one of the things that really makes uh, the city mission very unique uh, when it comes to serving uh, the, the homeless population because it's, uh, you know, obviously food and shelter is primary uh, to anyone being able to get back on their feet again. But here at the city mission, we, we take it to a whole other level because it's uh, we realize just people got themselves into this situation, whether it's bad decisions, um, uh, drugs and alcohol, uh, untreated mental health condition, medical issues. Uh, we realize that those are the things that have uh, contributed to somebody becoming homeless in the first place. And so those are the things that really do need to be addressed. And uh, if they are, if a person is going to actually, um, you know, move back out into society and really uh, survive and 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 really make something of themselves. So here at the city mission, we ha- we have a medical clinic on our site here. Uh, every resident, every person that comes here needs to go through our medical clinic and be screened. Uh, we have a work readiness program here, so people are engaged in every day. They're engaged in some element of work and, and learning some skills, uh, developing those skills. We have a, a computer lab, we call it, which is called CTEC, which is a career training and education center where people are able to get their IDs and their driver's license and social wow. security cards, birth certificates, all the things necessary that you need if you're going to get a job uh, somewhere in, in our community. So uh, we have those. We have drug and alcohol recovery classes here. Uh, we have uh, uh, life skill classes. Uh, we do job training. We, t- we certify people in forklift operation. Uh, we certify in food service. So a person comes here to the city mission is not just going to get a, a nice, clean, uh, warm place to stay at night uh, and, and a great meal uh, that, that they would have, uh, but they're going to have access to a whole lot more uh, that's really going to help them address all the underlying causes of why they came here in the first place. That's fabulous. I mean, that's so impressive, Dean, what you've done over these many years. You think about the early genesis of uh, what City Mission was doing back in the 1940s to where you are in 2020. I mean, truly, how many thousands and thousands of lives have been impacted by the work that City Mission has done? Hey, uh, uh, you're listening to Bisberg. If you want to check out City Mission, I would encourage you to look at it online, citymission.org citymission.org, or if you want to call directly, whether you yourself uh, need some help or you want to be a helper, uh, volunteer-wise, financial, prayer-wise, be part of this, of uh, City Mission and the work that they're doing in and around Washington, Pennsylvania. 724-222-8530 is the number to call, 724-222-8530. We're talking with uh, Dean Gartland, the president, the CEO of City Mission. You know, Dean, one of the things that I always love about what you do is that you bring a resident on uh, to the show and uh, they talk about their experience and their strength and hope. And today, uh, no different, uh, a resident, Rebecca, is going to join us. And so I'd like to move forward to that conversation. Absolutely. We're just so pleased to have her uh, to be able to come on and share her story. Very nice. Well, Rebecca, thanks so much. I know... um, it takes an act of courage to step out and to uh, join us on the radio and uh, speak about yourself in really transparent terms. So you're to be congratulated for that act of courage. I, I know for a lot of people it's not an easy thing, so thanks for that. You're welcome. So, Rebecca, um, I'd like you to tell your story, You know your, your story of experience and strength and hope of what your life used to be like and what's happened to you in the interim and where you are now. Um, 
to, as a way of means of, of, of iron sharpening iron? Because I would imagine, you know, people are, are listening right now. I always picture someone in their car, you know, pushing the button on the radio and they hear something that would resonate that maybe change their lives personally or change the lives of someone they love. So would you take some time and, and tell us, go back to, to the early part of your life and talk about that. Would you please? Um, sure. Um, I have, uh, always, um, since my first drink struggled with alcohol and, um, and then, um, you know, I grew up, there was some trauma, um, and then uh, later on in my life, just recently, a little over a year ago, my dad had passed, and um, I I stopped taking my mental health medications. Um, my alcoholism got out of control. Uh, I was hurting people in my life that loved me. Um, I was hurting myself. I lost uh, I lost my faith. I was spiritually bankrupt. I was just in a really, really dark place, and um, uh, I just gave up on life, pretty much. I didn't want to live anymore, um, and uh, so I went to rehab, and then I was in and out of rehabs, uh, and as soon as I'd come back, I would drink again. Um, so I had uh, my own apartment, and I decided, you know, I, I had this moment of clarity, is what I like to call it, and I had... Um, I had my own apartment, so what I did was I, I called the city mission um, after uh, I had came home from rehab, and uh, I asked if they had a bed for me, and um, and they said that they did because I couldn't be accountable to myself. I was going to die, or I was going to hurt somebody. Um, I was just miserable, so I needed to do something, and I was really desperate. Um, so I called the city mission. They they told me I could come in, and um, so I did. And since I have come in, um, I'm I'm uh, I'm getting to know myself, honestly. And I uh, I am facing all my demons, um, all the feelings that I had because. I'm in a place today where I want to, I want to feel, I want to deal, and then I want to heal, um, because um, I lost who I was. I just yeah. completely lost sight of, you know, who I was, and and relationships with my family um, had diminished. Uh, but now I have uh, healthy relationships with my three grandchildren, uh, my four daughters. Um, and my immediate family as well, my mom, my sisters, and most importantly, myself. (laughs) And, um, you know, I want to go back just for a second, Rebecca, because, um, you know, it's really interesting to think, okay, you know, uh, you self-identified as an alcoholic and, uh, had enough sense to go into rehab, and I'm sure, you know, that's a struggle, right? I mean, I, I know people who have been in and out of rehab any number of times, and that's its own odd journey of, of struggle. So yeah. talk for a second, you know, because I, I really, what I love to hear is a couple of things that, you know, you, you talk about a moment of clarity. 
<laughs> I think, you know, uh, I'll raise my hand here. A- anybody struggling, you know, whether it's uh, addiction or uh, alcoholism or mental health problems, boy, you know, you kind of lean into that moment of clarity and, and it means a lot. And, and on top of that, you know, you also talked about dealing with your own demons. And I, I think that's, that's something that's not talked about an awful lot. I mean, the reality is that we are surrounded by darkness in our lives and that there are demons in the physical world. And I think, you know, that's something we, you know, we're fascinated with maybe like in a, in a Hollywood version of a horror film or something like that. But I think Mm -hmm. it needs to be recognized that, you know, there is truth to that, that there is darkness that can use us and manipulate us. And I think, you know, it's the important thing is that there is faith in Jesus with that as the primary tool to lean into clarity and to combat those demons. So can you talk um, about that? Yeah, I just want to add that um, uh, when I'm not, um, when my faith isn't there, I can always tell um, Mm -hmm. because I feel so lost. I feel lonely. I isolate. um, I don't eat. um, I just... um, I can't be responsible. I'm not reliable at all. Um, and I'm just very sad. Mm-hmm. But um, but when my faith is good and I'm connected to my higher power, um, everything just feels perfect, even when things aren't going right. Um, and I can honestly say that right now, um, you know, financially things aren't, I'm not where I want to be. But um, two weeks ago, I was uh, I was like beside myself and anxious and scared and but um, I have this faith now and it's really strange because it just you know it just happened. I woke up one day and I was like, you know what? I feel content. I feel okay. I feel like things are just gonna work out, whether or not I know when or how. They just are, and that's my faith that I hadn't had for a long time. And it feels really good to be in that safe, content place right now. And, um, but when I'm not, like I said, it's, it's scary. <laughs> it's really <laughs> scary. And, and yeah. I can't like mm-hmm. predict things that, you know, I'm going to do or say, and, and I love being close to God. And I, I got that when I came here. That's excellent. We're talking with Rebecca. She's a, a resident at City Mission in Washington, Pennsylvania. Look for City Mission online at citymission.org, or if you want to call City Mission, 724-222-8530. So, Rebecca, take a moment and talk about that, about about the, the, the tools and the openness of the staff to help you along in that spiritual journey. And, of course, you know, you know the... Um, the the, the, uh, the worries about money, the worries about any number of things. I mean, you know, that's the center point. But, you know, like you said, th- there's something about faith that lifts you up. And there's a discipline about faith as well, right? That, you know, uh, if you work it, it, it will work. And, and I'm glad you see that in your life now. So there's a little bit of daylight. And City Mission has given you a cushion of that faith, haven't they? Yeah, they have. Um, and I hear it said all the time that faith without works is dead. Um, and I have to um, apply myself to, like, God's just not going to hand me things. You know, I have to um, I have to do some things on my own, um, but, um, okay, I'm so sorry, I'm nervous. Uh, You're good, you're doing good. Okay, um, 
that, that faith without works is dead, right? That, you know, you do have to step up and take responsibility. You can't expect, you know, the world to just kind of be, you know, here, here, Rebecca, but, you know, it, it is a matter of responsibility and to engage, you know, with people, with yourself and with your Lord. Yes. <laughs> and, um, and when I'm not, like I had said before, and I can't say it enough, but when I'm not connected to God, there is something missing. There is a void. But, but when, 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 when I'm in line with God and, um, and I pray daily and I help other people <clears throat> randomly, uh, which is something I love to do, um, I, get, I get a huge reward spiritually for that. And, um, but it's really difficult if, uh, if I'm trying to do something by myself. Uh, I've just got to have God in my life. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I feel so lost God. without Him. And, and I think the big thing and the key is, for me at least, and I, and I see this in the works that City, City Mission does, is that now you're surrounded by community, right? I mean, like you said, it's it's easy to isolate, right? It's easy to be in your apartment and, uh, you know, go on a binge of whatever that binge is. And shut the world off. But, you know, that leads to nothingness. That leads to despair and anxiety and darkness. And, and, you know, the demons come back to you quickly. So the community around you, and I believe this is so true about the work that City Mission has been doing for a long time, it's community. And it requires something of you to be part of that community. But like you said, it feels good to give back. It does. And, um... I was just telling my uh, my last roommate that I had, um, I was telling her about how nice it is to wake up and, um, you know, have somebody say, hi, how are you doing today? Good morning. Um, yeah. and, and I'm not living alone and just, you know, waking up in that isolation like I would do. And it's just super nice to just like, n- not even my roommate, just to have a roommate and someone there to talk to and get close with and share experiences with and know that you're not alone. It's more than that. There are more than just two women there. There are multiple number of women there. And then there are the ladies with, you know, women and children. And they have their little their little babies there, and they're adorable. But um, it's just nice to um, have company and not isolate. It, it, it keeps me from wanting to isolate because I forgot how much I like to be social. Um, and then uh, there's chapel on uh, Thursdays and Sundays, and I love it. Um, it's time for us to worship and praise God. But, um, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm super happy that I came. I'm really happy I made that choice. I feel like it was the best choice in over a year that I made for myself. It's fabulous. How long have you been sober? Um, a little over 90 days. Hey, good for you. 90 days. That's a benchmark, isn't it? That's a big deal. Oh, yeah. And I can't remember the last time that happened for me. I, I, yes, it's, yeah, it's great. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> I mean, it's reason to celebrate, right? It's really a good thing. It is. Yeah. Well, good for you. Congratulations on 90 plus that one day at a time. It means everything. So Rebecca, seriously, um, I know you were nervous, but you sound great. You really, you really, really do. So kudos to you. Great encouragement for what lies ahead. Better days for you. And of course, that bedrock, and you said it, you know, is your faith. So keep that moving forward. And uh, I'll pray for you. Really, really good stuff. Thanks for being with us here today. Okay, thank you. I'm sure you'll edit some of that. Please. I will not. I'm going to keep it as it is. It, it sounds good to me. 
Rebecca's with us. She's a resident at City Mission. You just heard a story. I mean, there she is. Uh, what happens to a person and uh, what City Mission's able to do in the middle of it all with faith and community. Uh, I just love it so much. It's a really, really wonderful ministry. CityMission.org. You can find it online. Super easy. CityMission.org. Or you want to call 724-222-8530. Dean Gartland is back with us. Dean is the president and the CEO of City Mission. Dean, with uh, just about five minutes or so left, I mean, it's got to make your heart happy to hear that story. I mean, all the resources, all the sweat, all the work, all the prayer, all the struggle, it pays off in a person's life. Rebecca and her story is proof positive, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And I, you, you just can't, you can't put a dollar figure to that at all. I mean, that is, uh, uh, that's just God working in her heart and in her life, and and to to hear her story. And there's so much more to her story, obviously, that uh, we just haven't heard. But there, but she is obviously coming a long way. Um, she's engaged in the program. She sees and understands what it takes to be able to uh, to live this this one day at a time. Uh, to live for today, and so she she's grasping that, and she's understanding it, and so it's it's remarkable to watch it happen. But then again, this is the blessing of of this work, and uh, is what uh, you know drives me to get up every morning and, and drive in here to to the mission to work because I know the lives of those men, women, uh, our veterans, and the children that are they call City Mission home. Uh, they really need this uh, this ministry. They really need uh, this, to see Jesus working in the lives of other people because that tells them it's real, that Jesus is real in the lives of these men and women, and it really is how the, the success of the program. You can't argue with that, Dean. That's well said. Hey, t- take a second, Dean, and, and talk about the, the army of people. Um, talk about your staff, your volunteers, your residents. Generally, how many people you know are you know circling around the work uh, uh, that City Mission is doing? Because I want to highlight that because clearly it takes an awful lot of of creativity and resources and money to keep this thing moving forward. So, can you give us some idea about that? Uh, sure. Yeah, this is uh, th- this is a very unique uh, situation we have here at City Mission because we are, you know, we don't receive government funds. Uh, our medical services are all free. Uh, our meals are free. Uh, the uh, so every you know so we, we don't have this you know great source of contracts or anything like that where money's coming in. Uh, we are totally supported by the generosity of people who believe in the work that we're doing, uh, believe in that, you know, that people deserve an opportunity uh, to make it, you know, make changes in their life. And so, um, and, and so it takes a whole army of, uh, of supporters and then, of course, an army of volunteers as well. The, uh, through this whole COVID situation, I mean, we've had to li- limit to almost nobody uh, volunteers coming on our campus uh, just for the protection of them, as well as our residents and staff. Um, but we are, we are moving now over the next couple of weeks uh, uh, where we're going to be lifting a lot of these restrictions and we're going to allow more and more volunteers to come into our campus. But uh, we, it takes uh, hundreds of volunteers uh, here at the mission from helping to serve meals, to helping even do simple, you know, janitorial work, helping to be uh, help with GED tutoring, to help with computer tutoring, um, it's the to work in uh, some of our stores and our warehouse. 
So it takes a lot of volunteers, uh, uh, hundreds and hundreds of volunteers, and then, and on our special events as well. So uh, people who who believe in us, you know, who pray for us, who give, who volunteer, who collect clothing and and food items. I mean, that is uh, that's what keeps this mission going, and that's why it keeps our doors open. And so that uh, stories just like Rebecca's, that uh, we can hear those stories on a daily basis. I'm into that. Well, it's really it's incredible work that you're doing all these many years, Dean. CityMission.org to look for it on the, online or 724-222-8530. And so, the, Dean, the big thing I hear is that, you know, these restrictions are going to be lifted here shortly. So you'll be able to welcome back those army of volunteers with open arms soon and very soon. Yeah. Absolutely, and we are looking so forward to it as well. I tell you, the uh, uh, the volunteers mean so much to us, and I know that even for the volunteer themselves, it means a lot to them to be able to come here to give. And for many of them, uh, it's giving back. You know that they're they're here to be able to do that to give back to their community, and so uh, opening this opportunity back up to them is really really important. Fabulous. Well, there you hear it. I mean, City Mission, the work that they do is so vital within the community of Washington, Pennsylvania, and they've been doing it since the 1940s. You think of the thousands and thousands of people who've walked through the City Mission doors in one way, and then days, weeks, months, sometimes years later, they walk out the door a totally different person, changed by the grace and forgiveness of Jesus Christ. That's what City Mission has been doing forever all these many, many years. If you want to be part of that mission, you hear Dean talking about the liftings of volunteers and your sweat equity and your muscle is necessary, needed, citymission.org or by calling 724-222-8530, 724-222-8530. This has been Bisberg. I'm John Hall, program sponsored by City Mission out of Washington, Pennsylvania. Thanks for being with us and we'll see you next time.